Welcome back, everyone, to Double Take, an NFL podcast streaming everywhere you get podcasts and also on YouTube. My name is David Gonzalez. I'm joined by my twin brother, Daniel. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Let's get into week, what? Well, that was week two? Yeah. Let's go over it. Yeah, we're going to review just a couple of things in week two that we saw. Obviously, if, you, if you're watching on YouTube, you're seeing the, the, the different colors of our show, at least for this segment alone, uh, because this is Cowboys talk. We are discussing the Dallas Cowboys and their week and our expectations going forward. So obviously, the Cowboys dominated the New York Jets 30-10 to 10 in their week two matchup and just a couple of statistics to throw out there the defense they came they showed up three interceptions three sacks one forced fumble Micah Parsons with two sacks which gives him three total in the season this defense is flying offensively how did the Cowboys do without the rain in their dome in their stadium Dak Prescott 31 for 38 255 two touchdowns no interceptions CD Lamb 11 receptions for 143 yards showing up big. Um, Daniel, give me your thoughts on this Cowboys team, how they looked in week two, where you have them ranked overall, and what you see them doing in the future. Maybe even some question marks that you may have for this team. Yeah, I think... I think it's for me, it's easy. I think they're the second best team in the NFC behind San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, that that much is clear. I think the defense, however, if you're if we're trying to compare what San Francisco's defense looks like and Dallas's defense looks like, could Dallas be better? I don't. I don't know. Um, they've looked better, but to be fair, they've also played worse teams. I mm. think, because I think where New York is right now and where the Jets are, their offenses aren't really that great. And so, but they've played the best. They've played the best. Let's say that they've played the best against who they've played against. Let's say mm-hmm. that. Uh, they get after the quarterback. They pursue the ball carry. They stop the run. Trayvon Diggs is an absolute shutdown corner now, mm. because they're not—they're barely trying him now. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, Stephon Gilmore did get beat on one play, um, and that was to to Garrett Wilson. But it's it's Garrett Wilson, you know, one of well, the top young receivers in the in the league. And so, I'm not going to gripe about that too much offensively. They're continuing to run the football. Tony Pollard, you know, had a re- a better game than he did last week, and people thought that he had a pretty good game last week as well. Deuce Vaughn got a little bit of run this time, and he looked way way better. Um, C.D. Lamb just went off, and then he got killed a couple of times, and you know he was still able to bounce back and everything like that. Um, my my only issue, and it's not really an issue, is just something that I'm noticing, but this might be what's probably best for Dak. Despite, you know, having some chances to throw, you know, past 10 yards, it was really pretty much dinking Dak. That's that's kind of what the offense kind of looks like right now. If you look at just his, they showed a graphic of what his throws were, all of his throws, most of them were at the line of scrimmage or less than five yards. 
the majority of his passes. Not saying that that's a bad thing because I think I remember last week coming on here and I said, hey, I don't need Dak to throw mm-hmm. all over the field. I don't need him to do that. What I do need him to do is be efficient and get mm-hmm. first downs. And so I think Dak with what I what my expectations were of like, hey, I don't need him to do all this. I don't need him to throw for 400 yards and throw all over the field. I don't need him to do that. And he did and he did that. Very efficient. He completed his first 13 passes without a drop. One without a drop. It was just mm-hmm. key. And then without any miscues and, and missed throws. Um the only question mark I do still have for this team, and I think everyone has already said it. Their red zone offense. You should have put up way more than 30 points on the Jets. Because you had a lot of opportunities to cash in and, and you didn't. We we had to kick five field goals. Which is like, I'm, gr- I'm glad that we can make those. But come playoff time, will that beat San Francisco? Will it beat San Francisco? But I still think it's early. Let's give them time to figure it out. I think if it becomes a trend, then we should have some pause for concern. But until then, I'm happy with how the offense played because they kicked a lot of field goals. But here's and here's another thing that I got to put in perspective. There's also the New York Jets defense, one of the best teams in the red zone defensively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were able to score two touchdowns in the red zone, like right by the goal line. And so I think just tightening up some things play calling wise in the red zone will give us more opportunities to score more points because I think there were some red zone opportunities where the play calling was a little questionable. Like there was probably a lot of times where like, hey, let Dak bootleg it and throw it to the back or just the tight end in the back of the end zone. But there's also sometimes it's like, hey, maybe they should stretch this play and, and run to the outside, something like that. But overall... I think if you're a Cowboys fan, your 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 what's the strong point of this team is the defense. That that's that much is true. And then the offense, they're they're getting it together. They're starting to put some things together. And to be fair, the New York Jets defense, that's a good opponent to test. And you were able to put some points on them. And so I think you should be encouraged if you're a Cowboys fan. Yeah, I don't disagree with a lot of what you're saying. I think even especially when you're talking about Dak Prescott and, you know, stealing Skip Bayless's line and saying, you know, it's stinking Dak. You know, there, there's well, I really not... I don't watch Undisputed, so... But I know well, that's been his his coin term for Dak for, for a long time. Yeah, so, I mean, that... You know, we, we got to decide, and I think the league has to decide... Um what what do you want Dak to do? Like a lot of people last season were talking about, you know, if Dak was just sufficient, if Dak just doesn't turn the ball over, right. like we right. like the Cowboys could go far. Okay, well, Dak did that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, all he's doing is dinking and dacking. It was like, okay, but but we're winning, you know? So, uh, and there was a couple of times still in that game, like on that third down to C.D. Lamb to where he just put it on top and C.D. went and grabbed it, got hit in his legs, caught it. I mean, those are big throws, big plays 
that Dak can still make. He had there was a bunch another of third, third down, down and long conversions, a lot of third down conversions. And then there was that third down and long to where he escaped so, the pocket and yep. ran and almost yep. scored. First like, drive. First yeah, drive. the very like his first drive that was all you even texted me. That was all no. Dak Prescott. Like all that Dak. was Dak Prescott taking over the game and, and all of that. Um, so so like I think what Dak is doing is he's playing efficiently. He's not turning the ball over. This offense has no turnovers in their first two games. That's more that could be said than the Philadelphia Eagles, than the Buffalo Bills, uh, Lamar Jackson, even in the Ravens, like. Like the, this Cowboys offense is efficient in, in scoring points. Now, here's where I'm going to disagree with you and with a lot of people, a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans, and even the media that have been talking about when it comes to the red zone offense. Mike McCarthy was not trying to score touchdowns. He was trying to protect the football and he wasn't taking any chances. And so he said, hey, let's just run the ball, see if we can score, get as close as we can. And if we can't, We'll take a field goal. Here's why I say that. And when you ask the question is, can you beat San Francisco that way? How many points did the Cowboys need to beat San Francisco last year? Uh, I think it was like 20. How many points did the Cowboys score yesterday? That's going to win you football games. That's going to win you football games. And especially when you have a defense like this, like a past couple of years, you've like, it's been like, Dak, just don't turn the ball over. Let's get some points and score. So even if this was the red zone offense, if the Cowboys played the game that they would have played yesterday, they would have beaten San Francisco. So I'm not I'm not concerned about if the red zone offense was struggling. I just don't think that they were. I think Mike McCarthy was just like, we're up, we're winning. Our defense is shutting them down other than one mistake, which I blame Malik Hooker more than I blame Garrett yeah, Wilson. Yeah, he, mi- he, mi- he missed the Because, tackle. yes, Gilmore yeah. got beat, sure, but that should have mm-hmm. been only like a 10-yard, 12-yard pickup. Right. Malik Hooker, if he has a better angle on that tackle, right. you know, yeah, he that makes, wouldn't have been He makes a, a tackle. Yeah, He makes right. a tackle and all that. Yeah. So, so when we're talking about even like this defense is playing lights out. This often offense is efficient. I don't think that Mike McCarthy. I mean, you're again, we're playing with a big lead. Mike McCarthy's not going to force the ball in situation. Again, this is situational football. And this is what we're talking about to where situational football and good football is boring sometimes because you're not going to necessarily score touchdowns because you're ne- not necessarily trying to score touchdowns. So, I think in a different game, if it's tighter, the play calling is definitely going to be different. But because you're wanting to protect the football and you says, hey, I'll take the points. I'll take the three points because I know that they're not going to get any. That's easy to do. And that's why I'm not necessarily worried about this red zone offense because I don't think we've seen it yet. I think we saw it earlier in the game when the game was closer. And then the play calling changed. Because you took the ball out of Dak's hands, you put it in Tony Pollard's hands, and you said, we're just going to run the football, and if we mm-hmm. score, we score. If we don't, we'll kick a field goal. I think that's what you saw in week mm-hmm. two. Yeah, I think I think for me, I for me, I'm not concerned. I just thought that was something to note. And, and I said it. I said, if, the, if this is a trend, if this is something that we continue to see throughout the season, even mm-hmm. like, because you can kind of tell, hey, they weren't really... Like you said, they weren't really trying. That's why I brought up the play calling. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but like, but what I'm saying is that if that continues to be a thing, like if we notice that, hey, they are trying right. and they just can't get in, then that's a pause from concern. I think your point about, um, you know, if the game's tighter, they're gonna, they're definitely going to they're try to try to score points because that's what happened in the beginning. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I would caution against looking at San Francisco from the future is they're a much better defense than New York. And we have to account for whatever can happen in a game. Like at any moment, something can happen. Like Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. yeah, he scored 19 points last year. But he's capable of doing way more this year. I think he's grown a whole lot in the offseason. He's a better player than he was last year. So if, I'm, if we were to play San Francisco, San Francisco again, I'm expecting them to score more than 20 points. Not against this defense. Because just as you think that Brock Purdy has gotten better, this defense has gotten better. Like, the the pressure that they're able to put on the quarterback, granted, albeit against New York, of, of, of the Giants and the Jets, we, we get that. But, I mean, they're also more efficient in stopping the run as well. Well, and here here's what I'll say to that. I think New York, that was a good test. Their offensive line is not that great. Mm-hmm. And then the Jets just completely ab- abandoned the run. Mm-hmm. Brees Hall only had four carries on the whole entire day. Zach Wilson was their leading rusher. Mm-hmm. They just completely abandoned the run. Mm-hmm. And th- that's that's my thing. Like San Francisco, they're not going to abandon the run. Mm. They won't do that. Yeah. And so I, I still think that's, it's not a question. I'm not going to go that far. Mm-hmm. It's just not something that we've kind of solidified as like, yep, they're 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 better at the run. They can stop any running team. I don't mm-hmm. think we're there yet. Yeah, um, yeah, because I think fair. that's I think that still remains to be seen. Can we stop the run? But I got to say, like Jonathan Hankins, Mozzie Smith, so far they've done a really good job, mm-hmm. and I think that that should be that should be noted. And I think the fact that the defense coupled with I think this is what we've seen. Dallas against New York jumped to an early lead early. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that they abandon the run. And I think the same thing could say for be said for last week too. I don't I, mean, I don't know. Well, because um, I think I think Dak, that initial drive, and then they, they the defense continuing to stop New York, you know, kind of well, yeah, actually, you know, it was only eighteen to ten in the first half, mm-hmm. but it was eight. It was eighteen to, or what was it? It was uh, ten to seven. Ten to seven. Yeah, I mean, now looking back on it, they, I mean, for some reason, they decided, hey, throw, throwing the football is our best option. Well, that's because that's because there was a lot of running plays. To where we hit them in the backfield. They lost yards. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you had one, maybe two runs that was able to break it past five. Yeah, but, but in that situation, what I would do is like, hey, let's do some RPOs with Zach Wilson. Maybe. He's the one who was killing us uh, right before the half. Well, yeah, that's because the Cowboys are playing like prevent, prevent defense, defense. And, right. and but, and the but if defensive line got behind Zach but if Wilson, you're trying to see hey was it holes. because of prevent defense or were, are we being successful here you have to at least try 
and yeah. figure that out instead of yeah, just throwing the ball mm-hmm. right from the get-go and just completely abandoning the run. And that's what New York right. did. And so that that's my only thing is like San Francisco, they, they won't do that. And I think they, mm. I believe based on what I've seen from San Francisco, they can put up points. Um, yeah. But, but, so, but like you said, this, this is a better defense. Our defense is a better defense than they were last year. And they, to be honest, they're, they're going to need a test, an actual test. Yeah. And we have I, that coming up pretty soon. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll go already say it. I mean, they're going to beat Arizona this upcoming week. I think the Patriots game is going to be a good, like a better test, probably the best test before we get to San Francisco. But San Francisco, like offensively, it's going to be the greatest test because I don't think Mac Jones is going to do anything on our defense. I mean, because Tua only scored 24 points, uh, which is crazy to say, but like, you know, Bill Belichick was able to kind of rein in my question. Yeah. Yeah. I would love. I, I I'd say I would love, but I might not love it. I'd be terrified to play Miami with the weapons that they have. Tua, the ground game. I, it'd be hard to see what their offense does against our our defense. But that it would, would be, be a, that would be a great test for the defense. Our offense, mm-hmm. though, I believe would have a field day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because their their offense their defense is not that great from from what I've seen. Like Baltimore mm-hmm. being able to put up points that they have mm. and just how our run game is and then what Dak can do when he's not asked to do a whole lot, mm-hmm. I think they would have success. So I think that would be a good matchup. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, but like you said, I think the 49ers, they're the team to team to beat. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about it maybe a little. No, I'll just go ahead and mention it now. You know, you know they 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 beat down Pittsburgh. Other than how their defense played against Deshaun Watson, who I think I'll bring him up when we're talking about the other quarterback that we're talking about. Um, but the Steelers is not a good win for the 49ers. No, no, they're not. Uh, it, no like they're not I, I i wouldn't say that they're bad as bad as the giants but they're certainly not a good football team but the thing but the thing about that dave is that the if if the steelers aren't a good team then the 49ers did exactly what they should have done yeah which is completely dominate them and that's and and when we're talking about that and how bad uh, Pittsburgh is, that's all we can ask the 49ers to do. If yeah. they're nothing, destroy them like they're nothing. And they did that. Yeah, but my pushback on that is, okay, they won 30-7. to seven. Okay, but the Cowboys beat the Giants 40 to nothing. Shut them out on the road. Like, I don't think that the Steelers are that much better than the Giants. I think they are slightly, but not extremely. Um, now, we're going to talk about the Rams. I think the Rams was a great test. That's why I, I still put the the 49ers up, because the Rams are here to play this season. 
they're showing up. I think they could possibly be a playoff team. And they gave the 49ers a good test. And Brock Purdy showed up. Uh, you know, his numbers weren't crazy, weren't great. But when when they needed him to make a play, he made plays to win. Um, and so that's why I have them over the Cowboys, because I think the Rams are better than the Jets. Matthew Stafford or Zach Wilson? Who are you going to take? It's pretty easy. You're going to take Matthew Stafford. And Matthew Stafford showed up and he did some things. So uh, that's why I have the 49ers up. But coming up on the podcast, we're about to transition and head into our next segment. We are going to discuss which team is the best of their conference. We're also going to talk about Justin Fields and which undefeated team is the most surprising to us. So stay tuned before we come back. And we are back. So as we were talking about before the break, we're going to talk about which team is the best in each conference. And we're pretty much unanimous. And we've talked about it already with uh, the NFC. And I think the AFC, we, I mean, we talked about both these teams. But let's start with the NFC first. It's the San Francisco 49ers. Like we just talked about, you beat down a Pittsburgh team, not a very good team, but you play your division rivals, the Los Angeles Rams, who look like that they're going to actually be a good team. And maybe we shouldn't have doubted them and Sean McVay, but we did to some extent. So you have two, you have one okay win and you have one really good win against a division rival in a great game. But Daniel, tell talk to me about why you, you pick San Francisco. I think because one, they have one of the best defenses in football. And then also at the same time, I think compared to what Dallas's offense is, they've shown that they're better. I don't know at Dak's best and the offense is best stacked up against each other. I still think, Dallas has more potential to be better. Um, but I do think that 49ers, they play a lot better. Their offenses ran a whole lot better. They have a better play caller, better scheme. And so I think that's what... And then also, not that we want that to be the... Not that we want the pass to kind of be the indicator, but mm-hmm. they have beaten the Cowboys the past two years. The past, what? two years at least in a row. Mm-hmm. And so that, that has to be taken in some account. It's a new year. Obviously they can, they can rectify that this year. But I, for me, I think San Francisco has proved a lot. Their offense has proved more this year than Dallas has. It could change. You know, mm-hmm. this all could be flipped on its head by the time we get to where we're playing in Santa Clara. When, when we get there, that's where this could all change. But as of right now, it's the 49ers. Yeah, uh, it's, especially when you look at the weapons on offense. You know, Dallas does seem to have more potential. However, I'd still take C-Mac over Tony Pollard any day. Uh, Rico Doddle is great. Mm-hmm. I, 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 lo- I love how – my question is, is that why didn't – why wasn't he on the team – Last year, I mean, because he's been in and out. I think he was on our practice squad at the time. And we had Malik Davis, 
instead was Rico did he just have a breakout camp to where they finally noticed him or like I don't know what happened in that because he's he's explosive breaks out of the hole we really could have used him last year in San Francisco to really break down this team and to help out Dak Prescott um but I like San Francisco's defense I still think that the Cowboys have a better defense but like you said offensively we've just seen this offense to do more than Dallas's offense because they didn't have, we haven't had to really do a lot, but I mean, they're, they're putting points on the board and that's all you can ask for, for San Francisco. And that's what they're doing. And so that's why I, I also believe that they're the best. I think you have to take last year into account when you're talking about, especially this early in the season, you have to take last year into account of this 49ers team, which is not the same, this Dallas Cowboys team, which is not the same, but San Francisco has dominated the Cowboys the last, well, not dominated, but they've had wins over the Cowboys in the last two seasons. And so you have to give them the edge in that, in that case. Now let's switch over to the AFC. It's the Miami Dolphins, hands down the Miami Dolphins. Offensively, you have Tua, who is emerging. I think this season will be he will enter into the conversation of being a top 10 NFL quarterback. You have the receivers, Jalen Waddle, um, Tyreek Hill, the running game and how successful it is under Mike McDaniels, this defense, it may not be elite. It may not, it may not be amazing, but it gets the job done, especially when you have an offense like that you have, and then you have wins over Los Angeles Chargers, who's supposed to be a playoff team, and the New England Patriots going against Bill Belichick. And whatever you think of him offensively, defensively is always a tough matchup. So you have those two wins on your resume for this season. It's got to be Miami. I, for me, I was, I'm, I'm still debating this back and forth. Um, just because I believe defense is an, an important part of a of a team's makeup in terms of like who's the best. Mm-hmm. And that's been my question for Miami, how good is their defense? Mm-hmm. And so part of me wanted to say Buffalo. Cuz like they whether it was the Jets or or not, but they they were doing pretty well against Aaron until he got hurt. I mean, they were getting a pass rush and they were they were stopping the run. Um and they were able to kind of do a thing with, with Zach Wilson, making him turn the ball over or whatever. And then, you know, Raiders, you know, they're they're not a high scoring offense either. Nope. nope. But I'm but I'm looking at the if I'm looking at who has a better defense, that's kind of they're both kind of middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. Um in terms of like offense. That's the only team that I would think would is even in the conversation with Miami is Buffalo because I think Kansas City's defense is it's still kind of what kind of what it is like like it it's still like Mahomes has to do something to win games and Chris Jones is probably he's probably one of the only viable pieces in that defense to me that's like that can flip that can flip a game it's it's Chris Jones and what we're noticing is Eric Bieniemy not being in Kansas City 
coupled with the fact that Mahomes still doesn't have a number one wide receiver mm-hmm. is an issue. And you're it seeing is. it. And you're yeah. seeing it happen. Mm-hmm. So for me, I can't put Kansas City as the best team in the in the AOC just based on what we've seen this year. Their offense is not the same. Mm-hmm. And that and that's a problem. We know what Miami's offense is. Mm-hmm. And it takes a really good defensive-minded coach like Bill Belichick to mm-hmm. slow them down a little bit, but they still do enough to win the game. Mm-hmm. Tua is an absolute surgeon. Like you, you look at one of those final drives that that they that he had. He carved mm-hmm. them up with yeah. accurate precision passing, and all. And you know, hearing Chris Collinsworth talked about Tua is like these are very very close timing throws. Mm-hmm. Like he's throwing it to where he knows it's where his receiver is going to be. And he hits it's him in about, stride. Hits him in stride. And so I think that's what is gives me confidence about Miami right now. Part of me wanted to put another team up here because of their defense, but I think it's it's hard to deny Miami right now is the best team in the AFC right now. Yeah, um, there was a couple things you said that I absolutely disagreed with. I think, one, Buffalo is not even a top-five team this year. Um, in the AFC just because of Josh Allen. Um, I think he's going to lose you a lot of games. That defense is middle of the pack, like you said. Uh, Their offense, you played good against the Los Angeles Raiders. Congratulations. There's going to be a lot of teams that do that. A lot of average teams are going to have great games against this Raiders team. So they don't have a quality win on their schedule as of yet, as of right now. When you talk about Kansas City, their defense is the best thing about them right now. You look at week one, they only let up 14 points against a Detroit Lions football team that put up 31 in week two. And that's without Chris Jones. Then you put Chris Jones back on this team, Jacksonville only scores six. So the defense is good. It's probably the best defense Mahomes has had in his entire career in Kansas City. And this is a pretty good defense now. Now the concern for Kansas City, like you said, is on the offense, which I never thought we would be saying. And it's not because like, oh, Mahomes is so bad, like he needs a weapon. He just needs one. One more. Because you have Travis Kelsey, you have Pacheco as your running back. The offensive line is really questionable. Their right tackle is so bad. Yeah, they benched him. That they benched him after paying, he had paying so him twenty million dollars. He had so so many false starts because of what happened week one. Everyone was looking out for it. You had so many holding penalties. Their tackles are the worst part of their offense. Mm-hmm. Like. And then you have your team, you have receivers and tight ends who can't hold on to the ball. This week wasn't in terms of dropping passes, but it was fumbling the football. So this offense is definitely a concern. But defensively, I think this is the best defense that they've had in a long, long time. The team that we didn't mention, who what I would actually put at number two, is the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I agree. Their defense is very good. And their offense, even with OBJ going down, mm-hmm. they still play well. And especially yeah. beating a very good Bengals defense, mm-hmm. like 
Lamar is proving that he was worth the money that he was given. And so I have them at number two. But Buffalo is down the list. Kansas City down the list. It's Miami, like you said, for sure. And, and I'm excited to see if Tua, one, can stay healthy. I think he's learned how to fall down correctly. If he stays healthy, I'm really yeah. excited to see what this Miami team does. For sure. Now, Daniel, I'm going to ask you a question. And we've we already, like we've discussed before, which two teams. There's two teams that are undefeated that are complete surprise and we're going to talk about them very very quickly first the tampa bay buccaneers baker mayfield's there he's two and oh three touchdowns no interceptions playing very well are they for real do you think that they have a chance to make some noise in the nfc south for me i'm i'm not going to go there because I'm looking at who they played. It looks like the defense is gonna it's gonna play well. The the Tampa Bay's defense is playing well enough for them to to win games. Mm-hmm. They played Minnesota's defense. I have to take that into consideration. And then they played the Bears. Right. Two of the worst team, two of the worst defenses, I'll say, in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to knock them for that because if they're getting better, if they're progressing, if they're if they're going to be all these things, they have to do that to those teams. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they've been tested quite yet mm-hmm. as a complete team for me to say, "Hey, they're they're coming and they're here," mm-hmm. like they're the next team. I I can't say that yet. Um, but. I think Baker's done a really good job. I think he looks great. He's making mm-hmm. my, he's kind of revitalizing Mike Evans. Like you look mm-hmm. the past two games that Mike Evans has had, it's been a while since he's looked that way. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's a good sign. Their defense is playing well. So that's what I'll say about Baker Mayfield. He's a leader. He inspires them. He's a he's a guy that you want on. Like if you're playing for him, you're gonna play your your butts off for him because he's gonna play his butt off for you. And we and we mm. said that last week. Um, you know, people have a problem with his leadership style. He's too too vocal, too a little too much. But I feel like for a lot of players on his team, they love that about him. They mm-hmm. love how much energy he brings to a football team. And I think it's showing. It's showing in his leadership. And that's why they're two and oh. You know, you you got a quarterback that you can believe in. Um, who who can play? He can make plays, and he's he's been doing that for the past two weeks. Yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you on that. Um, yeah, it, I think you're right. Um, it's too early to really say what kind of a team that they're going to be, especially when we get into late in the season and playoffs and division and all that. I think they do have a shot, and the reason why I say I think they have a shot is because New Orleans hasn't impressed me enough to say that they're going they're for sure going to win the division um they've played two close games they they struggled against carolina and carolina has a good defense i'll I'll say that carolina has a good defense 
but they struggled in that game. I think week one, they played the Raiders. I feel like that's not right. No, I mean, um, I mean, you keep going and I'll yeah. Right. But you know, their first two games, they they struggled. Oh, they played Denver. They played Denver. Sorry. Yeah, they played the Broncos. Uh, so you you're playing the Broncos. You're playing Carolina. Not really impressive wins. So I think with Tampa looking the way that they look, I think they have a shot at the division um, just because of what I haven't seen from the Saints. And maybe when Alva, Alvin Kamara comes back, maybe that's a different story. Um, True. But yeah. but as of right now, I, I, give them, I give them a chance. Now, when we get to the next team in the division, Atlanta, B. John Robinson is the real deal, man. And they are running the offense through him. Desmond Ritter is a game manager, and we've seen that. But he also has the ability to make plays when he needs to. But Daniel, where do where do you see Atlanta going at, in terms of this season, or or is this something that will just it's going to take time to build? But this is a good promising sign for them. I think the way that they play football. is very conducive to winning. Mm -hmm. They run the football really, really well. I think B. John Robinson has been a godsend to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And Desmond Ritter does just enough to win games. Like he, like he, to me, I've been impressed with him because I didn't think he could, he could be this type of quarterback. Mm Mm-hmm. But what he's doing is he's just making the right plays at the right time, allowing the run game to kind of take precedence over what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And then he can get out of the pocket and make plays if he needs to. And so that's where I'm at with Atlanta. Um, Question marks about like, is this something they can sustain for long term? That's that's Mm -hmm. the that's the question. Can their defense make enough stops when they need to? Because eventually, a team is going to force you to throw the football. Mm -hmm. Now, can you do that? Can you win the game with your arm? And I think that's what it's going to come down to eventually. But I think what they can do right now is run the football, work off of that, and keep it close. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's what they've been able to do the first two weeks. And so I think that's... That's something for us to watch if they can sustain it with these two teams. They they've they've not had easy schedules, but they've there's reasons why each of them have won the past two games. Now I think yeah. Green Bay was a good test because, mm-hmm. but at the same time, Jordan Love only threw for 150 yards. Yeah, he had three touchdowns. We only threw for 150 yards. Mm-hmm. And so like that's not a that's not a powerhouse team. Like that's not a team. And we're still trying to figure out what green Bay is. What, what mm-hmm. can they be? Right. Um, but we can't just poo poo that because like people were coming in and they were saying, Hey, green Bay's back. Green Bay yeah. is they're They're on the rise again. But I think it's something that let's pause and let's, let's wait to see what happens the rest of the year. But it's a good start for those two teams. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I absolutely agree. Desmond Ritter, week one against the Panthers, was 15 for 18, 115 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Last week, he threw the ball 32 times, completed 19 passes for 273, one touchdown, one interception. He hasn't been bad. Um, I think, like you said, he's doing just enough to win the game. I think running the football works for them and their offense. My thing is, if you're not going to throw the ball a lot, could you maybe trade Kyle Pitts to the Cowboys? Because uh, that would be that'd be fantastic. I'd love that. Um, that was just me personally. Yeah, uh, but it's going to be interesting watching these two teams and how they progress and move and move forward. And our last conversation for today is one that Daniel wanted to talk about, so I'm going to let him go for it. Daniel, is Justin Fields going to continue to struggle? And if so, whose fault is it? I think he is going to struggle, and it's been it's been a topic that you know, I wish Tyler was here for because he can give a better perspective on this than I could. But just from what I've seen, this is what's happening. He's not developing. He's not getting better. If anything, he looks worse. Yeah, I agree and, with that. And last week was a huge indicator of that. There were so many clips that I saw of him dropping back to pass there would be a wide open receiver and he's not hitting it. He's not seeing it. Like literally the pocket was around him. The guy flashed right there and he just runs straight in to the defensive line. Mm -hmm. He's not seeing the field. He's turning the ball over and the interceptions that he's throwing is like, dude, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. What is that? And but part of me does not want to put this all on him because I told David to write this down. But they've run the ball thirty times in the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. They've thrown the ball sixty six times. Now, not saying that Justin Fields hasn't been able to be a drop back passer before because he has. He was in college. Mm -hmm. No one knew he can run like this before he got to the NFL. But it it seems like they need to figure out what worked for him in college Mm -hmm. and try to build the offense that way. You know, the offensive line is not that great. I don't think the play calling is what it needs to be for his skill set and what's what's been working for him. But something's Mm -hmm. going on and we have to figure it out because the fact that people had him as an MVP candidate at the beginning of the year. And they also had him as a top 10 quarterback. Yes. Remember? Yeah. And remember, remember? I went crazy about that. Mm-hmm. Because I said, if people think Lamar Jackson's a running back playing quarterback, that's what Justin Fields is at this moment right now. And he's not mm-hmm. playing quarterback very well. And so that that's what I'm going to say about Justin Fields. You look... You look at guys like Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts and what they've been Mm -hmm. able to do. But here's the thing. Every single year they got better. I'm not seeing Mm -hmm. that from Justin Fields. And it just amazes me that people thought that that's where he when he showed no evidence of doing so the past two years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they want to put him in the same breath and say, well, if they did it, he can do it. But they did it from the from the start. 
Mm-hmm. They got better every single year from the start, and he's not doing that. Mm-hmm. That's the issue that I have about the narrative of Justin Fields. Is they, they're saying that he's getting better. I'm not seeing it on the field. And I don't know if Chicago's even the place for him to get better. They haven't had a good quarterback in a whole, whole while. What was it? Maybe Jay Cutler? Yeah, if you want to say that. Yeah. If he's a he's a he was a good quarterback. He was There's one point to where they were six and two when he got hurt and was out for the year and they missed the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. that was the one good year I would say he had in Chicago. But yeah. Well, they went to the NFC championship game with Jay Cutler. It's true. It's true. But that's the thing. Like, is it a good play? And and Jay Cutler was already a pretty good quarterback before he even got to Chicago. Yeah, he was good in Denver. Yeah, but I think starting him out, starting out with a quarterback, it, are they an organization that can grow a quarterback? And I don't know if that is. I don't know if that's the case. Yeah, I, I would. I would. That's my pushback, I guess, on Justin Fields. I mean, I think yes, it's ridiculous to even have him in your top ten. Uh, he's not even top twenty, um, maybe top twenty-five quarterback in the NFL right now, but. When we're talking about Chicago as an organization, they've never had a quarterback that has been elite, that's been good, that's been a pro bowler, maybe other than Jay Cutler. Rex Grossman, I don't even think that he was a pro bowler. I don't I don't think he was. Um, and he certainly wasn't a franchise guy. They've never had a franchise quarterback in in their history. That's why I don't blame Justin Fields. I think there's there's some things to where you could blame Justin Fields. The amount of tax times he gets sacked, especially when you looked at last this past week against Tampa, you're holding on to the ball too long. The ball should mm-hmm. come out at a certain point in time, and he's just not doing it. But look at who his coaches are. I mean, Mike Zitsky, if that's even how you say it, Getsky. Mm-hmm. I mean... The fact that you're only, you've only run the ball 30 times in two weeks shows that you don't know what you're doing with Justin Fields, that you're going to misuse him. And again, I'm not even sure. They didn't even draft Justin Fields. You inherited Justin Fields. And I think when that happens, you're not invested. You're not sold out. I think yeah. the... the um, the the only outlier in terms of that has been Jalen Hurts because he was drafted by Doug Peterson, but Doug Peterson mm-hmm. didn't want him. Uh, Sirianni inherited him, but he wanted to work with, with Jalen Hurts. And so that's why Jalen has been as successful is because he's been poured into, he's been wanted. I just don't think that Chicago, you thought that by getting DJ Moore, by drafting an offensive lineman, that that was where they were heading. But if you look at the play calling of the first two weeks of the season, they have no idea what they're doing with Justin Fields. And that's who I put the majority of the blame on. I'm not saying Justin Fields doesn't deserve any of the blame because he does, but they're obviously not preparing him well. They're not calling the game well for him. And that's why I think Justin Fields is struggling. Yeah. But it's early. It's early. I mean, we'll, we'll see moving forward what they do with them hopefully they recognize the mistakes that they're making and and change things up but 
It's time for pick them. Yep. So what has been our records for the last two weeks? Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and put mine's first. I went 12 and four in both of the first two weeks of the NFL season. So my current record on pick is 24 and eight. Daniel, his, his week one was, was just above average. He went nine and seven in his games, but matched me in week two. He was, he was 12 and four. And so, um, his record overall is 21 and 11. So currently I'm, I'm winning by three games and pick them so far this yeah. season. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to get into the games for this week. First game, which is tomorrow night, 49ers versus giants. This is pretty much a no brainer. We both went with uh, the 49ers. Yep. Uh, we we really don't, don't have to talk about this game. It's, yeah, it's, we don't. No. it's just, it's just super easy. Um, mm-hmm. I think another pretty easy game is the Colts versus the Ravens. I have the Ravens winning this game. Um, I I don't know what Anthony Richardson's um, probability of playing in this game. I know he had a concussion in week two. Gardner Minshew, though, is a good quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like yep. him, but they are going against Baltimore. Right. Um, and Lamar so- is... You know Lamar. Lamar is Lamar is like he's he's playing really well, and so I I just don't see how they lose this game with Lamar playing like he's playing. Exactly. So I'm taking yeah. ball. I'm taking Baltimore too. Sweet. So next game, Tennessee versus the Browns. Daniel, who do you got in this game? I am going with Tennessee. Mm. I think they prove their resiliency. I think, and and you said that you 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 want to talk about it, but Deshaun Watson is just yeah. not what he used to be. Mm-hmm. That much is clear. Mm-hmm. And so I I trust more of the coaching of Tennessee, mm-hmm. and that was like one of the game that I wish I would have had the conviction to go with Tennessee last week against the Chargers. I wish I would have picked mm-hmm. them. Yeah, me too. And part me of me is, is not wanting to make the mistake this time. Yeah. Because um, as great as the Cleveland Browns defense is, mm-hmm. is their offense going to do enough to 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 win the game? And so I'm going to go with Tennessee in this case. Yeah, I, I just think that – I'm not going to say for you, but I'll say for me. I think I just – I disrespected Mike Vrabel last week and not picking them because he is a better coach than uh mccoy is i think that's who the head coach for the chargers is no. or uh, Sta- uh staley stanley staley yeah, yeah. Staley. Staley. he's a better coach than staley is uh by far um and i'm not and i think that he's better than uh stefanski so i'm also going to go with tennessee i think they're just going to be more ready to play Deshaun Watson is not even better than Ryan Tannenhill right now. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Tennessee as well. Now this one, this next game, this one's hard. Uh, Falcons versus the Lions. Daniel, who do you got in this game? This one's hard. This one's hard. Because I, I, I love the Lions. I love what they're made of. They're made of the right stuff. 
I'm gonna go with Atlanta. Okay. All right. You're going with go Atlanta. With, I'm going with Atlanta. I just think they run the ball really, really well. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's going to be, and I'm also looking at the defense of Detroit. And it's, you know, they got bailed out in week one because Patrick Mahomes didn't have any receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, and who'd they lose to last week? They lost to Seattle. Yeah, they they kind of they kind of had the game in the bag, and then Geno went crazy all over them. So, mm-hmm. not saying that Desmond Ritter is that type of quarterback, but I think they're going to run the ball well enough and utilize him in the pass game enough. They have Kyle Pitts. Desmond Ritter is a guy who can make the throw when he needs. You can get out of the pocket, scramble, do whatever he needs to do. Um, I j- I just I just think that they have a better game plan to mm-hmm. win at this moment of time. And, you know, this could be the game that we can find out, hey, is Atlanta for real or not? So I'm going to take Atlanta. Yeah. I'm also going to go with Atlanta. Um, Jared Goff last week turned back into the Jared Goff that I knew and loved. Um, turning a ball over late in the ball game and not playing well, uh, he'll give you a game or two like that. And I, I, I just don't see... Atlanta being put in a position to where that's going to happen. So I'm also going to pick Atlanta to win this game. Uh, love Dan Campbell, love what they're doing, but I think they're still like a year away, especially after losing one of their corners for the season. Like I, I just don't think defensively that they're there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go with Atlanta. I'm with you. I think this is going to be the game to where we say, you know, maybe Atlanta is for real. Mm-hmm. Next, we have New Orleans Saints versus the Green Bay Packers. For this game, I'm going to go with the Saints. Uh, I know I talked about that I have some concerns about them, but, man, that defense is crazy. Uh, And I think Jordan Love is going to go against some stiff competition this week. You play Chicago week one. You play the Falcons week two. Now you're going against a good defense week three. I think this offense figures this out and it turns it up. I'm going to go with the Saints. I'm going to go with the Saints, too. I don't really need to add more to what you said. Mm-hmm. Next game, again, I feel like it's pretty easy. Jaguars are going to beat the Texans. Um, Trevor Lawrence. That game against Kansas City, I think they really they could have won. They could have won that game, um, with especially with how bad the offense was, was playing. There were several times to where Trevor Lawrence made throws in the end zone. And if they just would have gotten that second foot in, there was plenty of times in that game mm-hmm. to were so close. Um, I think that they correct those mistakes, and especially a team against Houston. This is a pretty easy win. Yeah, easy win. Jacksonville all the way. Uh, next easy game to pick, Miami. Miami. They're going to beat the Broncos. Miami, yeah. Don't even have to talk about it. I think Russell Wilson, he did put up 33 points last week. Yeah. albeit in a lucky Hail Mary, but they they still put up points. I, I just think that they can't they can't touch this Miami team. Yeah, I mean I think their defense is pretty good. Because I do think that Washington's offense is looking to be pretty pretty legit. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I mean, even if they are pretty legit, they they let them, you know, 
pull out the victory. And so mm-hmm. I think Tyreek might have a field day, even if he doesn't, Jalen Waddle will go off. You know, and Mozart is just mm-hmm. a, a speedster. Yeah. And so I think they they definitely have enough to win. Yeah. Next game. This is the battle of the 0-2 teams. The Chargers versus the Vikings. Daniel, who do you have winning this game? Um, I think the Chargers have a little better defense than Minnesota. So I'm going to go with the Chargers to win this game. I might... I might regret it because technically I'm picking how I've been picking them is to go three and out. Like they should be three and out after this week. <laughs> kind of how <laughs> yeah. I've been picking them. But I think the Eagles game kind of exposed Minnesota a little bit because mm-hmm. yes, they came back, made it a game, but they waited way too long to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they run the football well enough. Mm to start this game off right. And so I think I think LA offense is is better. Here's the thing, Justin Herbert is not turning the ball over. But he's also not making the plays at the end of the game to win the games. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know who said it. I think Shannon Shannon Sharp said this a couple days ago. Justin Herbert is great until he needs to be great. Mhm. Like he plays great up until a point, but when you need him to pull together a game-winning drive or to score the game-winning touchdown, he just his history. He's not been doing that. Mm-hmm. But I do think that they will jump out to a big enough. Oh, okay, I don't even want to go into if they get into a big <laughs> enough fleet because we know that they can lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm gonna go with the Chargers in this case. I'm actually going to go with the Vikings in this game. Uh, I think last week against Philadelphia just really brought some things to mind for me. I think that (laughs) here's what I'll say about Minnesota. And this might, if people may call me a biased Cowboys fan, uh, Minnesota should have beat the Eagles. Um, I think especially when you look at that, Justin Jefferson fumble, that was a touchback, which is one of the worst rules in the NFL. You think so? You think that's yeah. a bad rule? I think it's a terrible rule. How yeah. about don't throw it in the back of the end zone? He didn't throw it. He was trying to extend the ball out. And I know, lost but, the, it. Like, but he lost it. That's the whole put point. put it on the one. My thing is, is that if you want to put it on the 20, put it on the 20. But give the ball back to the offense. That's all I'm saying because the why? defense you didn't fumbled. recover. Yeah, but the but defense you didn't even recover. The defense didn't recover, though. That's why I think so? it's a stupid rule. Put it on the 20. Make the offense go all the way back down the field. It's fine. Like... No, like absolutely not. That's a stupid no because rule. for any any other reason, like if you, you know, you fumble in the end zone and then it goes out of bounds, it's automatically a touchback. Like that's that's just what it's been. No, but but no, it's 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 a stupid it's a stupid. Why rule because at you, that point, because why that should point, you be rewarded the football when you fumbled it in the back of the end zone? Why should you be rewarded for that? You should be penalized no. for that. You are penalized by that because you're not put on the one yard line or anything like that. You get to keep the ball, but now you have to go back to the 20 yard line and start all over again. I'm talking about the other 20. I'm talking about the other two. I'm not talking about the 20 for like by the, not in the red zone. I'm talking about on the other side of the field. Put it on the 20, give them the ball. Like, come mm-hmm. on. Anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, but uh, the Viking, Kirk Cousins showed up. 
and played great against the Eagles. Who it was just those turnovers I mean, they, in the fur in the beginning that killed them. All the fumbles that killed, them. That that killed, killed them. them. That did kill them. And I think the Chargers are a worse defense than the Eagles. So I yeah. expect Kirk Cousins to yeah. carve them up. I think, uh, like you said, Justin Herbert, he he's very talented, but when you need him to make the plays that he needs to, he doesn't make them. And so yeah, I think he's reluctantly in our top ten. But he's like at the bottom of our top ten for good. I reason. mean, he. I think he's number nine uh, on my list. Yeah, I think he's um, like somewhere there too. I think he's ten for you. He might be ten for me. I'm not. I sure. think he's ten for you because you put Jared Goff above him, and I have Jared Goff after mm-hmm. Justin, which I might change now uh, heading into next season, just depending on how that this if trends continue is what I'm saying. But um, I'm gonna take the Vikings, and I think that. This is going to be the game that Brandon Staley, I think he, if this continues, he's going to, he's not going to finish the season. I think he should have been fired last year anyway, but I, I don't mm. think he finishes the season. That's just my thought. So? I don't think so. Uh, he's just, he's not it. He he's, mm. he's just not it. I'm with you. All right. Next game. We have uh Three games, no, more, many more games. Oh, so we got to hurry up and finish this. But yeah, let's go. Uh, let's Patriots versus Jets. I'm going to go Patriots. I'm going. I Patriots. just think they have a better quarterback. Just yep. plain and simple. So mm-hmm. Patriots for both of us. Uh, Bills versus Commanders. I'm going to go with the Bills here. They should win this game. I think the Commanders are fraudulent. You played Chicago, and you played no, you played Arizona. And you and played Chicago. Uh, or Denver. Denver. Mm-hmm. You played Denver. So the Bills should win this game. Um, kind of the same thing we always say with the Chargers, but I, I think the Bills, the Bills should win this game. I agree. I'm going to go with Bills again, like we said for other, like for the Falcons. Um, this will be a test for Washington. Are they for real? Mm-hmm. They can beat Buffalo when they come and play Dallas. That's going to be a game to watch if they can be yeah. Buffalo. And yeah. so, but I'm going to go Buffalo in this case, just until we figure out if Washington's for real or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next game, Seattle versus Carolina. I think Seattle is going to win this Seattle. and win this pretty easily. Yep. Don't really have to talk about it. Next game, Cowboys versus Cardinals. Cowboys. I think that's pretty, pretty Cowboys. Mm hmm. Then you have the Bears versus the Chiefs. Chiefs. I mean, Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so these later games are not that difficult to pick. They're not that hard. Um, but then you have Steelers versus the Raiders. The mid-off. Yeah, it's basically a mid-off. Uh, I just like the Steelers' defense better. Um, I agree. I, I agree. I think Kenny Pickett and George, George Pickens – they're a really good duo, and they were kind of heating up against Cleveland. And with Playing the Raiders, the their def- the defense being what the Raiders' defense being what it is, I think they're going to play really well. And so, I think for me, Steelers are going to pull out the victory. Hmm. Yeah. Next game, uh, Eagles versus Tampa. That's going to be a great game. 
Yeah, I reluctantly am going to go with the Eagles. Um, this is the pick that I hope that I'm wrong. Mm. I'm going Eagles, but I hope the Buccaneers win. Um, just because I just don't think the Eagles are that good. I just don't. I just don't. Yeah, this one defensively they're not that good. Is what yeah, I'm, what this, I'm, what this I'm one's kind of this one's kind of tough because I like like you like I really want Tampa Bay to win this game because like I I'm kind of coming around to the idea of like hey maybe the Eagles aren't who I thought they were. Mm-hmm. Um, offensively they're still really really good. Offensively yeah. they're still great. Defensively it's it's their problem. But my thing is, like, is Baker and that offense real? Like, are they going to mm-hmm. be, are they, are they going to be this consistent against good teams, good defensive mm-hmm. teams? And so that's right. the question that yeah. I still have. So I'm going to take the Eagles until I have that answer. Mm-hmm. And then the final game is the Rams versus the Bengals. Savage may disagree. But the Bengals are in trouble. Joe Burrow reaggravated his calf, and he has not looked good in the first two weeks of the season. You're going up against Aaron Donald. The Rams seem like they've arrived. I'm going to go with the Rams to win this game. Yeah, I think... I agree with everything you said. I the reason they're in trouble is not because you know Joe Burrow has lost anything or anything like that. It's just because he's injured. Mm-hmm. That's the question mark. That's why mm-hmm. they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. I think if he was healthy, then it's like yeah. okay, Joe's just gonna have to figure it out. He's kind of mm-hmm. had to figure out this offensive line, how to regain chemistry with Jamar Chase, those things. But the fact is, he's he re-aggravated that injury. Mm-hmm. So, is he is is this going to be an ongoing thing for the rest of the year or not? Mm-hmm. And until, and I told you, David, at the at the end of the at the beginning of the year, I believe Joe Burrow should have sat these first four weeks. I said mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. because for where they want to go, they need a fully healthy Joe Burrow, right? Absolutely. And so I believe, could he have practiced still? Yeah, I, I still think he could have practiced. Build up strength, continue to have, you know, a continuity with his receivers and the offense. But in terms of Sunday, you know, have him sit. Get healthy. Mm-hmm. Get 100% healthy. And we're seeing mm-hmm. the consequences of them not doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is going to be a lingering issue for the rest of the year. Yeah. And yeah, so I'm going to take the Rams as well because the Rams look like they're they're coming back. You know, mm-hmm. losing to the 49ers isn't a, something to be destroyed over. Mm-hmm. They're one of and the they played teams. them well. They played them well too. Exactly, they played them well. They were competitive, and so I think the Rams are going to go in there and they're going to win. Bengals are going to start 0 three, and we're going to start figuring out. Hey, is this just a year that the Bengals just say, "Hey, it's just not our year." They might yeah. have I would say if they lose this game, I know it's not going to happen because Joe Burrow is not going to want it to happen because he believes he could probably still win. 
um, the division, even 0-3. But I say you go 0-3, I would, I would tell Joe, do sit until that is completely healed. And even if that means be out for the rest of the year, do it. Wait till next year. You don't need to take all those sacks because your organization. You don't need to put that on his body. You don't need to put that on his body. In in the worst case scenario, right? Mm -hmm. He sits for the rest of the year. You get the number one overall pick. Mm -hmm. Maybe draft a lineman. Yeah. Get a good offensive lineman. Try to trade if you get. The I would first say ball trade pick. it. Yeah, trade I say if you get the pick, first of all, acquire trade it more out. picks, mm-hmm. so you can start building an offensive line for this guy. Because yeah, if he's a future, and he is, they paid him the money him. like he is. The, you got to protect him. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I would do if I was him. I was just like, bro, just sit, get hundred percent healthy. If we're in a good place, once you're hundred percent healthy, let's see if we can make a run at it. If we're at a place where, hey, this is probably not really the year for us to get you back in there, mm-hmm. you know, let's wait till next year and let's get some drop picks and try to build an offensive line around you. Yeah, that's what I would yeah. do. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Uh, but that's going to do it for us here on Double Take an NFL Podcast. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode. It feels like there's only one game this week that is going to see who wins. Pick them for the week. And that's going to be Minnesota versus the Chargers. So that's going to be a fun, fun game for us to talk about. And so until next time, have a great week watching football. God bless.